following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the huge show across Michigan. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use promo code HUGE to get the hookups. That's code H-U-G-E when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get in on the action. College basketball, the NHL, NBA, pro golf, NASCAR, and more. NBA action is waiting for you. Use code HUGE to get the promo hookup when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Hello, Michigan. Thanks for tuning into the Huge Show. This is not huge. This is Jeff Risden sitting in for Bill today and for the rest of the week. Uh, I am solo today. I will be joined the rest of the week by one Eric Zane. And we're going to have a lot of fun this week with Bill um, taking a little retreat. Um, we're, we're, we're not sure exactly where he's at, but uh, hopefully he's having fun. Hopefully he's enjoying some well-deserved time off uh, as I said, I'm Jeff Risen from Lions Wire, Detroit Lions Podcast, Real GM, uh, various other places that have uh, paid me to write about or talk about football. And we're going to talk some football now. You know, we've we've had some we've had some fun guests on. Uh, Scott Bischoff from the Detroit Lions Podcast joined us early on talking about quarterbacks, uh, Anthony Richardson specifically, but also some cornerbacks uh, positions of need that are out there for the Detroit Lions. Uh, I had Mark Schofield from SB Nation talk about what we're going through at the Combine next week, some of the quarterbacks that he's looking at as well, uh, and some of the storylines are going to come out of that. Uh, had a great talk with Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com and the On3 Sports Network, uh, talking about Michigan and Michigan State the other night and what happened in Saturday in, in Ann Arbor. And again, uh, I was not there, but just watching it and witnessing it and the, the, the communal feel, the brotherhood feel, the healing it was a very needed event, and I'm glad that both Michigan and Michigan State pulled it off very well. Uh, again, I want to give a lot of credit to the the Michigan Athletic Department for taking care of their brothers. Uh, and it wasn't a little brother situation. This was a brotherhood situation, and that's exactly what the, what the circumstances that we've gone through in this state, uh, the unfortunate tragedy that happened last week in East Lansing, that's what it called for. Uh, and I thought they did a very good job of doing that. Uh, I also thought, again, I, I watched the broadcast feed like the rest of you did with, with Gus Johnson and, and Jim Jackson on it. I am not Gus Johnson's biggest fan, uh, to say the least. I thought he did a phenomenal job of handling the situation with the decorum and the respect that it deserved. Uh, and that's not something that I will say about Gus Johnson very often. Uh, so, so good job for him and, and for Fox for making that a spotlight game. Uh, it, it was something that I think we as a state needed to help come together and deal with the pain and the 
you know, the, the tragedy that, that you know befell us, unfortunately. And uh, hopefully we don't have to do it again anytime soon. As I said, uh, I'm going to Indianapolis next week for the, the scouting combine. And I will be with uh, people like like Mark Schofield, uh, like the guest that we're going to have on in the next segment, Mike Kay from the Charlotte Observer, uh, who's going to join us and talk about uh, what's going on with uh, some of the ex-Lions coaches that are now in Charlotte and why they might be there and also what the Panthers might be looking at in the draft when they pick. Uh, but one of the big things that we do when we go down there, this is sort of like the last week of darkness for those of us who cover the teams. So we haven't had access to Brad Holmes or Dan Campbell, or Ray Agnew, or John Dorsey, or Chris Spielman, or any of the the leadership management team for the Detroit Lions, and that's true with all the other teams. You know, the the reporters for all the thirty one other teams, we're, we're all sort of just like winging it right now, waiting until we get to Indy when we talk. And one of the first things that happens when we get to Indianapolis, when we get to the combine, is next Tuesday and Wednesday, all of the coaches and all of the general managers are required to talk to the media. This will be the first time that we have heard from Dan Campbell or Brad Holmes since the season-ending press conference that happened right after uh, the Lions whipped up on the Packers and ended the season triumphantly with a 9-8 record and got us all very happy. It's a happy happy time. It's nice to talk happy things about the Lions, and it's going to be a different tone this year in Indianapolis With when, when we're talking to Dan. Well, Dan's always fun. But Brad Holmes, he's not always like the most forthcoming with what he talks about. He, he's fairly, um, I don't, I don't want to say reserved because that's not fair because he's not hiding anything. He's just really good at like talking around a question without actually answering it. Uh, and that's, that, that's a skill that, that's a requisite skill for him to have. But what, some of the things that we're going to be looking at in talking to him, um, we're going to find out more of, Free agency versus the draft. What position groups get addressed where? And these are the things that we're all just speculating about right now. Uh, I've written a ton at Lions Wire, as my colleagues have at various other places across the the newspapers and internets around around the state of Michigan. We don't really know yet. We have a pretty good idea of where they've identified their needs, uh, and we, we've uh, we did get some brief interactions at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I went down to Mobile uh, for a week. Dan and Brad, neither of them were there. Uh, there were several Lions coaches, and their entire scouting staff was there. I shouldn't say entire, but most of their scouting staff was there. Uh, and in the interactions that I had with with folks there, we got a pretty good idea of where they're looking to get better on the roster. And I think most fans, most Lions fans, know these already. They know they have to get better at outside cornerback. Uh, Jeff Okuda is going to come back. He's going to get a chance to prove himself. Jerry Jacobs is the same. I think one of those guys will wind up being a starter next year in Detroit, and the other starter isn't on the team right now. It could be a free agent. It could be a guy like James Bradbury, Jamel Dean coming out of Tampa Bay, a, a higher-end free agent. Or it could be Devon Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, uh, Joey Porter Jr., guys that we talked about with Scott Bischoff earlier in the show. Uh, even even some some... Guys a little bit later than that, guy like Garrett Williams out of Syracuse, who would probably be a first-round pick if he didn't get hurt last year. Um, and uh, that's actually leads me to one of the other questions that we're going to ask Brad Holmes. He's had some proclivity for drafting guys that are coming off of injuries. Saw it last year. Jamison Williams coming off of a torn, torn ACL. Uh, Josh Passel, the second-round pick, was coming off of a, a groin injury that required sports hernia surgery. Uh, neither of those guys were available at the beginning of the season. 
Fifth round pick, tight end James Mitchell, another guy. Season-ending knee injury at Virginia Tech. Wasn't available to, for training camp at all this offseason. Uh, th- it means you're going to see a lot, hopefully, a lot more out of those guys as they go forward now that they're healthy, and they are all healthy approaching the offseason. But one of the questions I want to ask Brad Holmes is, have you shied away from drafting guys that are coming in with injuries and might not be available right away? And like the the, the big question is Levi Anzarike. He is the negative side of that coin for the Lions. Second-round pick in 2021. Had back injuries at Washington. Did not participate in the combine because he tweaked the back while he was training for it. Has had back injuries galore since then. Literally the first rep of training camp in full pads last year. He went down. We have not seen him since. Uh, He left the field under the assistance of trainers. He had back surgery. We're not entirely clear on what sort of back surgery he had. Uh, I have heard things uh, that that it was a spinal procedure that you do not recover from for football, but I, I can't substantiate that. Uh, and then until I can, I can't say for sure that we won't see Levi again. But uh, I, I would suspect that that's one that's going to get held against Brad a little bit. And we, I, I'm I'm curious if he has changed his filters a little bit for a guy that's going to be coming off of an injury. And there are a couple of them in this draft. One of them is a quarterback, Hendon Hooker, who was down in Indiana or down in Mobile, uh, will be in Indianapolis as well. And even though he tore his he tore his ACL in his left knee in December, probably won't be available until at least midseason next year. But uh very impressive guy coming off of a phenomenal season was going to be a Heisman he had, a, he had a legit shot at the Heisman this year, honestly, before he got hurt. Um, and he missed, I believe it was their last two games of their bowl game. Uh, and that just sort of scuttled any any chance for it. But uh, is he going to be more risk-averse? Or, on the flip side, with the way that Jamison Williams played at the end of the season, with the way Pascal and, and uh, James Mitchell stepped up at the end of the season, both those guys finished the year on high notes, is he going to be more empowered to take more risks uh, especially when they've got extra draft picks. You know, they've got two first round picks. They've got two second round picks this year. Will they take more of a risk and, and, and not be averse to taking a guy who's coming off of an injury like Hooker? Or uh, uh, there's a couple of running backs this year. Garrett Williams, I, I brought up uh, the, the cornerback from Syracuse, is another one who fits really well with what the Lions do, but he's coming off of an injury and may not be ready to roll right away. Uh, so th- those are the sorts of things that we're going to ask. Uh, we do generally get to talk to guys like Ben Johnson, uh, the offensive coordinator. He gave us a wonderful impromptu. He pulled the Detroit media aside uh, after uh, one of the, the media sessions that was going on. Just gathered us around, gave us a quick 10, 15 minutes about, you know, you know, he, he had just gotten hired officially as the offensive coordinator. And aren't we glad that he's there? He's there for that because, man, he put on a heck of a show. But he talked to us then. Uh, we'll get a chance to, to talk with Aaron Glenn. Um, a lot of that will be about like, their coaching journey, you know, why, what it was like being considered a leading candidate for, for both of those guys, because both those guys got interviews for head coaching jobs elsewhere. Uh, so we'll find out maybe a little bit about like how serious it was, how serious they're still going to be looking down the road for those sorts of coaching jobs. These are the things. So the combine, it's weird because everybody, when they, when they talk to me and ask me, Oh, you're going to go down and watch the guys run around in their underwear. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of part of it, but that's like the least important part of the combine, especially for those of us in the media, because we don't need to see that. Like we can see the numbers when they're done and that's good. 
the the things that we get in in the media and and players and agents that are down there and there are a ton of agents every agent whose name you would even ever hear of having a player in the NFL is in Indianapolis next week uh and they are always looking to talk um and it is the time when we find out where teams are on guys we're going to learn a lot more next week about how the lions feel about the cornerback class, about the linebackers, what specific types of players they're looking for. Do they want a slot safety or do they want a slot corner if they're replacing Will Harris? Will they be replacing Will Harris? Will they be replacing Amani Oruwarie? Yes, yes, they will. Those are the type of things that we're going to be learning down there, and that's that's the fun part. Um, Obviously, as I talked about with Mark Schofield from SB Nation when he was on, we eat a lot, we might drink a lot. Uh, I, I will share one quick story. One of the so this was, it was six or seven years ago, and I'm down there um, with a group of people that I hang out with often. And there's a person who's never been to the combine before, and he's wide eyed. He's a young guy. He was 21 at the time. Had just turned 21. Then they had to. They he got carded, and so we're at at a bar at the JW Marriott. It's called High Velocity. It's where the the movers and shakers in the NFL, or the wannabe movers and shakers in our case, were. And it's about 1 a.m. and we're sitting there, and none other than Bill Belichick strolls in. Looking pretty happy. Um, it, it, it was very, very cold, by the way. So maybe maybe his face was red because of the cold and the wind. I don't know. Slapped his hand down on her table and said, how you doing, guys? I'm like, wow, Bill Belichick just said hi to us. And for, for my friend who was there for the first time, I'm not sure he's ever recovered from that, quite honestly. It was, it was a mind-blowing experience for him. But that, that, that's, that's the sort of interactions that we get. Uh, I, I will say I had my most pleasant interaction ever with Matt Patricia down there. Uh, I so I live in West Michigan. I listen I listen to the huge show on WHTC Holland's hometown station. It's not easy for me to get over to Allen Park a lot during the season, but I do get over there occasionally. Uh, but Matt Patricia had never formally met me. Um, he knew that I sat in in the the, the media throng from time to time, and he, he knew my face, but he didn't know my name. I didn't think he knew my name. I should say. And I'm waiting for a cab um, to go home from high velocity. This is a different night. We're, we're there a lot. Uh, and who stands next to me waiting for a cab? Matt Patricia. Taps me on the shoulder, says, hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm like, how do you know? My, I'm thinking, how do you like Matt Patricia knows my name? This is kind of cool. Like, I'm, 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 I'm a relative nobody here. And like, one of talking to him, not about anything Lions related, but just talking with Matt Patricia for a few minutes. It was cool. It was good to get to know him outside of the football context a little bit. Uh, I wound up seeing him the next year uh, down in Mobile when they were coaching, and we got to interview him. And, and you know, uh, the Matt Patricia thing, it's such, a, it's, such a, it's such a senseless story because he is a good guy. He really is. I've, I've heard that from my personal experiences with him, watching him interact with people. And I, I know people that were, you know, he's gone out to eat and been very cordial and, and nice with the staff and willing to take pictures with people. But, man, he just couldn't coach the football team at all. And it's it's sad because you hate to see that. You know, when, when good people just can't do their job well, and he did it about as poorly as could possibly be done. Um, but it makes it harder for, for when, when we're in those situations to, uh, to badmouth Patricia too much. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so these these are the fun things. Um, they do allow fans in Indy. I would not recommend making the drive down. Uh, from where I live in West Michigan, I I literally turn I turn right out of my where I live, turn left in two miles on the US thirty one, and I am there. 
in three and a half hours. I do not have to make any other turns in the car. It's a straight shot. It's an easy shot. And fans do get down there, but I will tell you, uh, first off, the the fan access to the players and especially the the higher-ups, the coaches, is extremely limited. They do a very thorough job of segregating the media and the players from the the general population. You can get in and watch in Lucas Oil Field. You can watch the, the quarterback's throw. You can watch the the running backs run. You can watch the the linebackers roll off the ground and, and pretend to, to be catching balls. Um, and that's fun. If that's if that's a fun thing for you, the, the thing is, you're not guaranteed a spot. You have to apply for a lottery. Uh, and I believe they're still doing that again this year. Uh, and it, it's strange because, like, you can watch those things on TV and you'll get the same thing out of it. it it's a very sterile environment where they're at. Like you're not you're not watching. It's not like the Olympics where like these guys are like you know, juicing themselves up and everything. You're just you know to, to to go compete. It's like they're they're doing a job interview, and it's like it really has the feel that you're watching a job interview being taken place. And while it's a very athletic one, and I will say the bench press is fun. And if you're gonna go, the bench press room is probably the best place to go if you're a fan just to get some excitement going. But it's, unless you're really hardcore or you know somebody that's gonna be there. Uh, and, and there are several Michigan players. There's a couple of Michigan State players that will be down there. Um, probably a couple of Mac guys too. Um, I actually haven't looked at the list. Full, I should probably know that. Um, uh, Caleb Murphy from Fair State will be down there. I'm one of the people that I'm going to be watching is him because I think he's a very realistic late round possibility for the Lions. Um, if not Detroit, somewhere else. I think that kid's going to get drafted. Uh, he's he's got a lot of really good tape and he's a very impressive athlete. Reminds me a lot of James Houston coming out. James Houston, one of the Lions rookies that they're looking at building around, uh, was another guy that, uh, you know, great find by Brad Holmes. And, and that's another thing that we're looking at is who are they looking at late? Are they looking at the quarterbacks? Are they looking at a guy like Caleb Murphy? Are they going to be looking for a running back? What kind of running back do they, do they want? A, they want a big guy. Do they want a DeAndre Swift replacement slash backup type thing? You know, that, and that's so that that's what goes on in Indy. Um, there's a lot of. Oh, I see this agent. I know his player, so I'm going to go talk to him for a few minutes, and he's going to tell me where his player might sign, who's interested, what level they're interested in, and you would be stunned at how candid and open these guys are about it, and generally pretty truthful. Uh, most of what they tell us down there winds up being at least partially true, and that that makes it a lot more fun. We'll we'll have a much better idea of where the Lions are, you know, what tires they're kicking in free agency. What level of tires they're kicking? You know, are they going for the, you know, the the used tire specials that you you find uh, off some some guy's house at, on Division Ave? Or are they going, you know, the bell tire and getting the, the top of the, the line, you know, hand kooks or whatever they are? Um, I like the hand kook tires; they're good. Producer Brett Hayes is looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, we're we're, we're talking tires. We're talking football. We're having fun. It's the huge show. This is Jeff Risen sitting in for huge. For those of you who are wondering, why is this guy talking about tires and combine? Yeah, Bill, Bill's on vacation this week, so you'll, uh, you'll get more of me for the rest of the week. Uh, you'll get Eric Zane sitting in, pushing the buttons, and driving the show for the rest of the week. And that's going to be fun because uh, I tell you what, Eric Zane, uh, he and I talked about what we're going to do for the show this week, and he basically said, I'm not Bill. I'm not doing Bill's show. We're going to have fun. And uh, I'm going to hold him to that. It's going to be it's going to be a, a fun ride this week, and uh, we appreciate you joining us all along. We'll take a little break here. When we come back, we're going to talk to one of my friends that we do uh, that I will see next week. 
Mike Kay, the Carolina Panthers beat reporter for the Charlotte Observer, will join us. We'll talk about what's going on with them stealing our coaches and what they might do in the draft. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Johnny Kane. NBA fans, it is time to bring the hoop section to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings app today and use the promo code HUGE when you sign up. Then bet just $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NBA All-Star break is in the rear view as the Pistons set out on the unofficial second half of this season. But one thing to watch is how Dwayne Casey plans to use his four young bigs. Newest Piston, James Wiseman, was impressive in his one appearance before the break. He scored 11 points in five rebounds off the bench against Boston. He'll figure into the rotation along with rookie Jalen Duran, Isaiah Stewart, and Marvin Bagley, who's close to returning after undergoing right hand surgery in early January. Duran missed the Rising Stars Challenge this weekend to rest a sprained right ankle, but should be cleared when they travel to Orlando on Thursday. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to BeanGarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards, up to $5,000 cash. Every Friday in February from 7 to 11 p.m., play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar with prizes from $1,000 premium play all the way up to $5,000 cash. Don't miss sweet rewards. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Good afternoon, Michigan. Welcome back to The Huge Show. This is Jeff Risden sitting in for Huge this week. Today you get me. The rest of the week you get Eric Zane with me. We're going to have a lot of fun while Bill uh, goes out and about. Uh, trying to connect with our guest here. We're having a little bit of issue getting hold of Mike. So uh, we'll just talk a little bit more about what, what's going on with the Lions and the Combine. 
Uh, coming up next week, it's it's the next big calendar event on the NFL schedule. Uh, again, we get to talk to Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. They are required to talk to us there. Uh, that will happen either next Tuesday or Wednesday. They haven't given us the exact schedule of events yet. Uh, they also haven't told us exact times and dates of when anybody's working out, other than that the quarterbacks will be throwing on Saturday night. Uh, and that's always like the marquee thing. And uh, look, there's only so much you can take from guys throwing in their shorts and looking, you know, trying to find <laughs> trying to find mythical receivers that aren't out there or, or working with receivers. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. And uh, um, our upcoming guest here has has some experience in watching these things and doing these things. He is the uh, the Carolina Panthers beat reporter for the Charlotte Observer, Mister Mike K. Hey Jeff, how you doing? Mike, thanks for joining us on the huge show. I believe this is your first time joining me on the radio, so uh, it is great to have you, my friend. Uh, thank you for thank you for joining us, giving us some of your time. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, no, I appreciate being here. It's been kind of a busy month for the uh, for the Lions, or excuse me, for the Panthers, but also the Lions. Well, yeah, you you keep stealing our coaches, Mike. What's going on with that, man? Uh, well, it's been. It's been kind of a roller coaster ride for the Frank Reich uh, coaching search. I mean, obviously, there were around eight main candidates for the job, and then once Frank Reich got in towards the end of January, he hit the pavement running by bringing in guys like Ejiro Evero and Thomas Brown and Jim Codwell and Deuce Staley and Todd Wash and Park Frazier, Josh McCown. <laughs> A lot of, like, Detroit legacy guys, too. So uh, he brought in Sean Jefferson. There, there's there's a lot to like about this new staff and a lot of experience. So uh, I want to I want to get to one of the, the, the players or the coaches that didn't go to Charlotte real fast, and that is Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator. In your estimation, how serious were the Panthers interested in him becoming their next head coach? I think they were very interested. I think had he interviewed well, he was considered the favorite. Um, but I think Frank Reich kind of really hit the nail on the head in a lot of these uh, areas that David Tepper and Scott Fitterer were looking into. I think they wanted a guy who was more than just a head coach, and I think that would have been a really tough position to put Ben Johnson in as a guy who literally just started calling plays is in his mid-30s, has not been around the league even a, um, you know... A, <laughs> he's he's, he's green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to say he's green is fair, um, even though he is a local. So, I mean, they wanted a guy who could really be a CEO, and not in the traditional sense where you think CEO, where it's like, yeah, he's not calling plays, he's just overseeing everything. No, they wanted the total package. They wanted a guy who could do everything that he would ask of his coaches and his players, as well as the guy who could go beyond the football stuff and be a leader for this entire organization. And that's not what you had in Matt Rule, so that's that's probably a good choice on, on uh, the owner and GM's part there. Talking with Mike Kay from the Charlotte Observer, a good old friend of mine that I cannot wait to see next week in Indianapolis. Uh, we're getting together to, to hit the combine again. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Todd Wash. Now, he has ties to people in the Panthers organization, but it was somewhat surprising that he left Detroit. Um, He was the Lions defensive line coach, 
and that's the only job title that he will also have in Charlotte. Can you make, uh, as your son chimes in, uh, can you make any sense of why he made a lateral move? Was it more... Uh, for a for for a better opportunity later in Charlotte, was it something you know? Was he dissatisfied in Detroit? I, obviously, these are questions that you probably can't answer. But your your best estimation of of why he made a move like that? Well, I, I think when you look at what Todd Wash brings to the table, he's a guy who understands hybrid fronts, right? And and Definitely. I thought that the Lions switched up the way that they were going to attack last, last, sorry, as my son is getting impatient about his iPad. Uh, maybe <laughs> Todd Wash wanted uh, a different type of system to work in. I, I'm not really sure. I mean, it's a mystery. Brent, please hold on. Hold on. <laughs> sorry about this, guys. Um, the fun of doing interviews with kids. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, Dad. Let me talk to you. Which I'm sure is what Todd Wash said to Frank Reich. Is he? Uh, and now see, Mike, that's that's why you're a professional. This, this this is a man who's done television, radio, and print. He's 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 sort of the king of all media in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> well, so look, he's got deep ties to Ejiro Evero. He understands hybrid front, which Ejiro Evero is probably going to run. Uh, I think this is an opportunity for him, too, to grow defensively. We know Ejiro, uh, Ivaro Ejiro is going to be uh, a guy who is going to be on on the head coaching search bonanza for the next couple of years. If he goes and gets a head coaching job, maybe Todd Watch is the internal replacement. We don't know that to be the case in Detroit. Right. So I think, with all that said, this is a, probably a more interesting landing spot for him as he and Deuce Staley bounce from Detroit to Carolina. Yeah, the, the Deuce Staley situation with his mother being ill and he's he's from the area, that, that sort of made more sense than, than, than Todd Wash leaving. Uh, one of the, they just hired Jim Caldwell uh, as a senior offensive assistant. Is, is that right? Uh, and what exactly is he going to be doing, the former Lions head coach uh, working with Frank Reich? Uh, he will be overseeing pretty much everything. He's kind of going to be like a second set of head coaching eyes for the Panthers. Uh, Codwell's a guy who used to work with Frank Reich in Indianapolis. He's a guy who understands multiple facets of, a, of an offense, multiple facets of a team. And I think what's interesting about him is he can kind of help guide some of the younger coaches, a Parks Frazier, a uh, Josh McCown, as well as the younger players on the roster. Yeah, then he can he can do that. Like we we've seen him be the the grandfatherly overseer before, uh, and uh, we're, I think I think most of Detroit is finally over the fact that we let him go when he was had a winning record, and then it didn't go so well with the replacement. But uh, you, you guys know about that in Charlotte too, and, and you've also covered. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Mike Mike K from the the Charlotte Observer joining us. Uh, he used to cover the Eagles and the the Jaguars, uh, so you've you've seen the the whole gamut. Um, so you are a Philly guy at heart. Talk to me about what it's like to see the team that you have loved become so good consistently after they just weren't for so long. Well, I mean it's it's cool. I mean, look, I grew up a fan. My kid and my wife are fans. Uh, that kind of side of me is gone for the most part, but. Um, no, I, I think it's been really cool for the city. I think, you know, Nick Sirianni is the type of guy who shows that 
you know, you don't have to win the press conference. You don't have to be the most experienced guy. You just have to be a leader of men. And I think that's something that he and Dan Campbell have a lot in common with. I would agree with you on that. Uh, and and that, that's, that's, it, that it cannot be said much better than that. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the draft. We're going to Indy next week to the Combine to see what our teams might do in free agency in the draft. The Carolina Panthers with a new head coach, new offensive and defensive coordinator, new systems probably coming into play, have the number nine pick. What is your early read on where they might be looking with that pick? Quarterback. Quarterback, 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 quarterback. I, I think they're going to uh, quarterback, Mike? Quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a quarterback. Um, now, look, I, I think you have to look at the way that they are structured. They have talent in all areas of the offense and defense, but they're not very complete. Like, they need a, a second edge. They need a, a second starting corner. They need a second starting safety. But they at least have some groundwork there. And I think you bring in a guy like Frank Wright, you bring in Joshua Cad, you bring in Jim Caldwell, you bring in Park Sprazer. Those are four offensive-minded guys who all have a lot of experience in the passing game and mentoring quarterbacks. Well, it makes you ask yourself, why would you go after a guy who's maybe a, a, a five- to eight-year veteran who's been around the game, has seen a lot of things, when you have this type of tutoring? And I think... When you look at this class, which is better than last year's, the quarterback, I think a guy like C.J. Stroud kind of fits Frank right to a T. I would agree with that. So, they're at nine. Stroud might be gone by then. He might be gone by the time right. the Lions pick at six. Uh, is there any thought that they might want to be moving up to maybe number six, as an example, <laughs> to, yeah, to get the guy I that they want? I think they'll be aggressive. I think the pressure points are probably three, five, and six, as you mentioned. You know, yeah. if you look at Arizona, you want to get in front of Indianapolis if they don't trade up to one. If you're uh, looking at Seattle and uh, Detroit, those are two teams who could potentially take a quarterback, even though they have some pretty good short-term outlooks at quarterback. Um, so maybe they're willing to kind of jump back and, and – take care of that need down the road. Um, you also want to stop the bleeding if a few teams trade up. So I think that three to six range is really important for them. I think they will be aggressive. I don't think they'll just let other teams decide who their quarterback's going to be. I do think if they go after a quarterback, it will be on the aggressive style. Interesting. Uh, that that's There's a lot of people in Detroit that would love to trade back to that nine range because that makes taking a cornerback a little bit more palatable. Uh, you talked about a couple of the other needs that they have. Um, if they can't, for some reason, get a quarterback at nine, uh, where else might they be looking for that 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 second corner, maybe the the pass rushing edge? Although I think um, I'll ask you guys, I don't like this pass rush class at all outside of Will Anderson. Are are you in that mindset, or are there are there some guys that you like? Yeah, I'm kind of in that mindset. I haven't really started that much tape, but in a lot of my research and talking to folks that I trust around the league, the edge class doesn't seem like it's got the juice it once did. Um, I think tight end's a really interesting spot. I don't know if they would pick there at nine, but if all the quarterbacks are off the board that they like, maybe they trade back and look at you know some of the guys who are maybe going to be available in the middle of the first round. It does seem like this tight end class is much better than in years past, so we'll see if that drops a lot of guys down the rung. But I think tight end 
and corner are two positions that I could see them addressing if quarterback isn't there. First round tight ends with Jim Caldwell. What could go wrong? Everybody in Detroit laughs now. Mike K from the Shot Observer joining us. Mike, thank you for joining me on the huge show today. Uh, I will see you next week, and we will be stuffing a lot of food into our faces, and I cannot wait. Yeah, that sounds good. It'll be good without kids for a little bit. <laughs> that, see, this is why we go, because we can get a respite away from our children. Uh, your son is, what, four? So a little bit younger. Uh, I, I still do it now that my kids are teenagers, too. It's nice to get away from that, too. Well, And you're raising, like, a human pterodactyl at your house, so there's uh... a... <laughs> Yeah, we got a little of that going on. <laughs> Mike, thanks for joining me, buddy. I'll see you next week. All right, Sam. Mike K from the Shot Observer dropped a little bit of in- interesting info there that uh, on on the Panthers and their. I think it's, I, th- I think he wants them to take a quarterback. I think they're going to take a quarterback. Uh, makes a lot of sense, but they're at nine. There's a potential for the Lions to trade back if you're looking for a potential trade partner, and especially if there's only one quarterback left. Or if there's two quarterbacks left and they want to make sure that they get the one that they want, that's where you look. Uh, Carolina at ten, uh, Tennessee at, or uh, Carolina's at nine, Tennessee's at eleven. They could also be in that market if looking to trade up. If you're looking for a place to look where Brad Holmes could trade back, that's where you need to look. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show on a Monday. Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. Huge here with a reminder for everybody to join Van Andel Institute Purple Community and the Grand Rapids Griffins for the Purple Game on Friday, March 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR to benefit cancer awareness. Find out more at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Right now, when you buy six select items, you'll save $3, including Prego Pasta Sauce, Dan and Light and Fit, or Oikos Greek Yogurt, and Meyer Food Storage Bags. Plus, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products are buy six, save $3, plus deposit where applicable. And pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, after you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code HUGE when you sign up to get the promo hookups. That's H-U-G-E when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You can get in on all the action. College basketball, the NBA, NHL, Pro Golf, PGA Tour, NASCAR, and more. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up to get in on all of the action. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And every night there's college basketball, the NBA, the NHL. If you're a soccer fan, like I said, pro golf on the weekends, Thursday through Sunday. And now NASCAR is back. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when you sign up. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Oh, yeah. We're playing my kind of music today. That's producer Brett rocking out with us today. Enjoying the huge show. I am not the huge one. Huge is out this week. This is Jeff Risen sitting in today. Thank you for joining me all across the airways all over the state of Michigan. Special thanks to those of you tuning in on Holland's hometown station. That's where I live. That's where I listen to the huge show. Uh, Always a great time to be in here. Uh, had a wonderful show today. We had a lot of great guests. Had Scott Bischoff on from the D- Detroit Lions podcast, which is where I also happen to work, uh, at least one of the hats that I wear. Talked to us a lot about the Lions draft possibilities. Uh, we had uh, Mark Schofield from the SB Nation come in, talked to, to us about uh, some of the quarterbacks in the draft, what we're going to be looking for in Indy next week. Uh, also repeated that process with Mike Kay from the Charlotte Observer, who was just on with us. Uh, we talked about the Panthers, why they're stealing our old coaches, what might come of that, and what they're looking for in the draft. And uh, he made it very clear they're very interested in getting a quarterback, and they could be a team that trades up with Detroit to get one uh, there at the number nine pick. Uh, thank him for joining. We did talk some basketball with Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com on the On3 network. Talk to us about what happened Saturday night, uh, the, the wonderful aside from the basketball game, the wonderful event that happened in Ann Arbor between Michigan and Michigan State, sort of a a, a moment of peace and harmony and you know bringing people together in a time where, in a situation where people don't normally don't want to come together, everybody just needed a hug, and it was like a giant hug for the state. And uh, it, it was a great experience. And uh, again, it was, it was it's wonderful that it happened. Now let's hope that we don't have to need it again anytime soon because uh, the senseless killing was uh, it, it, it's hard, man. It, it, it's very, very difficult upon the psyches. And I give a lot of credit to the young men who played through that um, and, and the students at Michigan State who are back in school today. God bless you all. May you be safe uh, for the rest of the week because we do have a little bit of time uh, coming on with with Bill being gone. Um, again, no truth to the rumor that he's uh, it, taking the Aaron Rodgers darkness treatment and taking some ayahuasca and wondering what's going on and you know, the, the foothills of Guatemala where the, the coffee comes, by the way. So we did an ad for roast umber coffee. I happen to have one here. I cracked it open. It's pretty good. Like I'd never, I'd never tried it before. So, so testimonial, they don't even have to pay me for it. It's, it's pretty darn good. Um, I, I, I like it very, very, very tasty. The rest of the week, you're going to have me 
And you will also have Eric Zane. Uh, we've been in here. We actually did one show together with Bill a couple weeks ago. Uh, that went pretty well enough that we're going to try for the rest of the week uh, to have some fun. So Zane will be sitting in here. He will be uh, manning the controls. Hopefully he will indulge my heavy metal uh, tendencies, as, as producer Brett has done today. Uh, and, uh, by the way, for those of you who like my style of music, the new Avatar album is out. And it's not the blue people. These are the Swedish people. They're really good. It's a great album. Check it out. Uh, that, that's as far down that road as we'll go. But again, thanks thanks so much, for everyone, for joining us today. Uh, I wanted to do a, a couple of quick things uh, while we're going through this. Again, and I brought this up at the end of one of the other hours. MHSAA, I'm going to give you guys some credit. Your officiating has gotten better, specifically in basketball, but I've also seen it in football and volleyball this past year. I go to an absurd amount of high school sporting events and middle school sporting events. I, I want to give credit to the guys in the blue or the, the black and white or whatever. They are doing a, a much better job than they have in the past years. Can you get some exceptions? But uh, uh, it's it's good. And I, I dare say that the, the huge show has had an impact on that with Mark Ewell coming on and, and spreading the good word. If you want to be an official, check out MHSAA.com uh, and, and learn how to do it. It's a great way to make some bucks. Again, Thanks so much for joining us uh, this week on The Huge Show. Uh, again, Zane for the rest of the week along with me. But today, it was just me, Jeff Rusin, with the Lions Wire. Check out everything we're doing over there on Lions Wire as well and get your draft fix in. Big. Bad. Huge.